if anybody's told you this, but the playoffs are not far away because the calendar's turned to October. Welcome into the Mid-State 48, everybody. Powered by Miracle Auto Group, Chris Brooks with you again for week number eight of the TWSAA regular season in Middle Tennessee. I've got Scott Burton and Cam Breed with me. Guys, hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. Yes. Playoff time is near. The leaves are changing. It's getting cooler. You have to have a jacket on when you walk outside in the morning. It's football weather. That's right. It's football weather. Stomping all over my doggone. <laughs> well, Scott, how about it? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll wait. <laughs> oh my goodness! Week number eight, the official midway point of the regular season, or the, the the whole year, not the regular season, but. The official midway point to the championships in Chattanooga. So, hey, we got our ticket punched uh, <laughs> today. So. Yeah, well, I think we're among the first to uh, secure our spots down there for the Blue Cross Bowl. So, yep. we got our accommodations ready. We'll be down there in December, and uh, a lot more about that to come later on. Um, let's look back at uh, Week Seven. Cam, you were on the beach. I'm not gonna worry about you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Cam's still there a little bit. I know? maybe a little bit, yeah, yeah. Get, considering the photo he showed us before we came on the air, I, I can understand it. Um, yes, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So Scott, you were over at Smyrna Friday night, and uh, Kane Ridge. You know, we've we've talked about them, and they're they're doing what they've been doing all year. Yeah, the the they're, they're uh, we've always talked about how good their office uh, is and how good their skill position players are, but. What a lot of th- a lot of people don't know about is how good their defense is. Um, you know, their linebackers are fast, they're quick, their defensive ends got to the quarterback quite a bit. They were able to keep Arian Carter pinned in for most of the game. Um, th- that defense is is really really good. Uh, this is a, a a team to be you know to be accounted for uh, when you're looking at the six A playoffs. I don't think they're going to be an easy out for anybody. And I think, and really the, the thing that really grabbed me more than anything was, you know, the way the players talked after the game, there was a lot of, we, there was a lot of, you, you know, we've heard uh, Eddie Woods talk about things. Uh, these kids are echoing those same, those same things. And, and they're, they've bought in, uh, they believe in the program. They believe in each other. This is a team that is a true team. Certainly uh, playing good football right now. They have Overton coming in on Thursday night, a game which I will be at for, for coverage on Thursday. So looking forward to seeing them in person and Overton as well, because you know we haven't talked a lot about Overton, but they have played really good football the last month or so as well. Yeah, and arguably without uh, their best athlete in uh, Juice Majors. Yep. Uh, somebody that, you know, we – we don't know exactly when he's going to be back. Well, we do expect him back at some point. Uh, and when that does happen, uh, Overton's going to get better. Yeah, on both sides of the ball, too, because Majors is a big player on offense and defense. So, you know, his addition is going to be like a free agent addition for them for the for the stretch run. You know, if he comes back this week, and we have no idea if we will, then it could make that game even more fun. And we'll talk about that one and who you got as well. Um Cam, a couple of things that I know that we noticed um, even while you were gone. Uh, that 4-2A race, we, we talked about it all ad nauseum, and it got another turn. Uh, Trousdale County lost at Harpeth, and now that 34-year playoff streak is on life support. 
if pretty much that's you've said it exactly right. Uh, there's still a uh, very slim hope uh, for Charleston County that would uh, that would go completely that would completely vanish with a uh, Watertown win uh, this Friday night over Harpeth. Uh, the Jackets would need Harpeth to beat Watertown, and then uh, for the Jackets to beat White's Creek and Watertown. Uh, to get in, and, and that is a unlikely scenario, but it is still possible. Uh, Travis County gave it their best shot, up 27 uh, to start the fourth quarter, winded up losing that one 29-28 on the road. Uh, just had things snowball on them there in that fourth quarter. Uh, and then at the top of the 4-2A race, uh, East Robertson found a way to get it done against uh, Watertown in overtime, 12-6, to uh, to really set up what, most have, have been talking about is the region championship game on October the 14th uh, at a place called the Rock Pile in Westmoreland, uh, a game that uh, we will be at. Uh, one, you know, some of us will be there. Uh, I believe we have an announcement coming up later on that one, but uh, it's a, definitely a game, probably the biggest game uh, in our area in 2A for the state. Well, we just go ahead and announce that one now. The East Robertson Westmoreland game is our spotlight game next week and will be on Friday night over there in Westmoreland, not too far from my hometown. So be glad to get back up there for once and uh, check those guys out uh, more on that a little bit later on. And uh, also we'll talk about those teams later and who you got. Um, why don't we go ahead and give away some awards for last week? I'm going to pull up this player of the week vote because we had eight count them eight finalists for the Miracle Auto Group Player of the Week. And in no particular, well, alphabetical order, obviously, Colby Barnes from DeKalb County, 356 rushing yards on 30 carries and five touchdowns as DeKalb County beat Livingston 48 to nothing. Clarksville's Jamar, Jamar Carnell, 216 yards, five touchdowns on 25 carries. The Wildcats ran over Hendersville 56 to 36. Father Ryan's JoJo Crump for the second straight week makes this list. 14 of 29 for 267 and three through the air. 172 yards rushing and two more scores on the ground, even though the Father Ryan lost at Knoxville Catholic 43-42. London Humphreys from CPA, uh, 10 passes caught for 276 yards and four touchdowns in that wild game against FRA. The Lions lost that one 39-38. DCA's Ashton Jones, 22 carries, 311 yards, and four touchdowns as DCA beat Clarksville Academy 47-6. And a Northeast pair, Brandon Phillips had four catches for 200 yards and four touchdowns in that victory at Northwest. Uh, Jaden Puig, 14 of 18 completions for 308 yards and seven touchdowns as they won 54-6 over Northwest. Finally, Traquan Waters from East Nashville. 284 yards, rushing two touchdowns on 32 carries as they won over Green Hill. Um, the fans have spoken, and they have selected Colby Barnes this week for their vote for Player of the Week. Um, Tom, unfortunately, not here with us this week. He was going with Colby Barnes as well. Uh, Cam, you went Colby Barnes as well. I did. Uh, second week in a row for me picking uh, Colby Barnes. Uh, what he's been able to do there for that DeKalb County football team uh, is remarkable with them losing quarterback Briss Trap, uh, everybody writing them off. And now here we are in week eight, and they actually, as we'll see here in a moment, 
I believe they make an appearance in the AP Top 10 for the first time this week, and that is largely due to the, the performances of Kobe Barnes over the last five weeks, uh, really carrying this Tiger football team. Yep, there, no suspense now is uh, three out of five with Colby Barnes, and Scott and I are also going to throw our names in the hat for Colby Barnes too. Yeah, if uh, you know you get 356 yards, uh, that's that's a player of the week uh, stat right there. You get 356 yards when everybody knows that you're going to be getting the ball, when you've had what, five 200 yard games in a row or four. Uh, and every, you know, everybody knows you're the key and you not only get, uh, 200, you add to it. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard stat to, to beat. Uh, to me, it was a no brainer and it appears that it was that way to everybody. Yep. Well, it is unanimous. Colby Barnes from DeKalb County, our miracle auto group player of the week for week number seven. Congratulations to Colby. We've got some hardware. They're going to be dropping by very, very soon. Uh, Cam, you mentioned those rankings and while I get ready to pull those up, uh, some some changes, a lot of the rankings this week up and down the top tens in some of these polls. Starting 6A, Oakland's got all the first place votes, but everybody else except for Collierville changed places. Eight of the top ten moved after week number seven. Ravenwood moved up three spots to number three. Cane Ridge up four to fourth. Blackman is eighth, dropping two spots after losing to Oakland, and Centennial jumps into the top ten for the first time at number nine. Uh, outside the top ten, uh, Smyrna, Lebanon, Beach, Brentwood, and Overton are getting some votes outside the top ten. Yeah, I mean, maybe one of you guys, I know they're not in our area, but maybe one of you guys know this. Maryville lost a region game Friday night. I don't know when the last time that happened. That would be 2000. The last time it happened, uh, and then of course, uh, you know, we always have things that we nitpick on these AP rankings. I'm going to look at uh, more teams outside of our area. I know, but it's kind of silly to me. Houston and Bartlett. Bartlett beat Houston Friday night, and Bartlett's not in, but Houston is. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a theme of this coming. Just, just yeah. I mean, and and I can't speak to those two, but I, I would think that. Uh, to me, Beach, you know, they've done everything. They should be uh, on this list somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it winds up. Yeah. yeah, but they are starting to get a little bit of consideration, at least for that list, which is. Yeah, I'm glad to see Centennial on, li- on this list. Six and one. Yeah. I only lost uh, the Friday night <laughs> that lasted until Saturday morning for most uh, most teams. Uh-huh. Uh, in a game where they had to lead and then and then wanted up losing on the Saturday morning, uh, seventeen to fourteen against Independence. That Centennial team is really good and could very easily be seven and over. Right and Ravenwood will be their opponent this week, and we'll talk about them a little later on. Look at five A there. Uh, Page and Knoxville West still occupy the first two spots. Page is second. Nolansville up one to fourth. Mount Juliet up two to seventh, and Springfield tumbled five spots after the loss to Henry County, and a one which I don't think that they should have fell that far, to be honest with you. Oh no, no! I'd, that's crazy. You lose a one-point game to Henry County on a two-point conversion, and that game was an OT too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, no, there. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, let's give a call to Portland because they are getting a, a, a vote in this poll this week. So, White County and Green Hill both dropped out of the top ten and didn't get any votes to show for it this week. So, two monster games coming up for the Panthers of Portland. Uh, back-to-back weeks, they play Springfield, I believe, at Springfield, and then they host Henry County. Uh, 
and that would be the October 21st and 28th, the last two weeks of the season. Yep, big for them. They're unbeaten in the region and still have a factor in that region race. Over in 4A, Procona's holding steady at 6th. Uh, Macon County dropped two spots to ninth after their loss to Upperman. Uh, DeKalb County in at number 10. And then let's see, that's it for local teams in the in the votes. Look Huge at week. the bottom – well, I was just say the bottom four, all from one, all from one region, yep. and they all play each other this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun so times. Making, making so plays Stone and Upperman plays the Cab. Yeah, and also a top ten matchup this week. Uh, Pearl Cone plays Marshall, Marshall County. County. Yep, five and six. Yep, yep. So more changes coming next week. Just wait for that. <laughs> Over in three A, Alcoa and East Nashville flip flop back to Alcoa at number one. They got more points this week than East Nashville did, even though East Nashville had number one last week. Um, Smith County at nine and up a spot this week from tenth. They're creeping on up there. We we thought that they would make it a little bit higher up the list. Now, I don't, I don't think that climb is over, quite over with yet. Yeah, fair view of outside of the top ten getting some votes as well. We look over at 2A, um, East Robertson up one to sixth, and that is it for the top ten. Westmoreland just outside getting some votes as well. I still don't understand. I mean, they, they've lost to Macon County, a top ten team in 4A. They've lost to Smith County, a top ten team in 3A. And, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've beaten Portland, which has a vote, in 5A. Um, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, uh, over at 1A, Gordonsville is just outside the top 10, getting votes just a few points out of 10th and 11. Another one just right outside, but they beat the number 10 team by 21 points and was yeah. up 42 to 7. I, I kind of noticed this week that there were some voters who hadn't voted much in the season now starting to send some votes in, and I think they're a little behind their homework, as we're about to see here in just a second. Uh-oh. Over Division 2. All right. Division two single A, top five. There's still the top five. Uh, Jackson Christian and Grace Christian swap spots this week. Check the others receiving votes for just a second and tell me what stands out to you guys. Mount Juliet is that a Christian winless Mount Juliet Christian team? That is an 0-6 Mount Juliet Christian team who has has scored 21 points all season, getting votes over DCA. Who didn't do their homework this week? My gosh. I'm just gonna go out this on a week? limb. I'm just gonna go out on a limb. Those eight votes, they're from Wilson County. <laughs> I would guarantee it. There are 19 teams in Division Two Single A. There's no reason they should be getting any votes. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not. It's not no. an offense to Mount Julia Christian, but no, they're an 0-6 team. They know. They know where they are. Right. I just that that that's got to be coming from somebody who doesn't. It was just throwing votes in there just to do it. Um. That's. If you're going to vote, take it seriously, folks. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Ran over on the double. No, no, no. Keep, keep ranting. No, 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 no. We're done. We're done for that. Like I said, Scott, I said it was a mini rant, okay? It, it, yeah, I, I know, but I like to see you get worked up. I, I like to see you get worked up. Of course you're passionate. You of course you're you passionate. do. Of course you do. It comes in short bursts is what I'm saying. I'm not built for speed. I'm, it happens quickly, folks. It happens quickly. <laughs> Over in Double A, FRA jumps into the number five spot, replacing Boyd Buchanan, who dropped out from fourth. Uh, Lipscomb Academy is unanimously number one, and as well they should be. Yeah, uh, no, no, real big 
changes there in Division Two AA. I, I'm I'm pretty content with that list. Yeah, AAA yeah. kind of the same way. Ainsworth up one to three over McCauley. Uh, sends up one thing that I will say about AAA, I'll, including me. A lot of people are overlooking that that Baylor team that just beat McCauley. Yeah, uh, that Baylor team is the real deal with uh, Will. I believe it's uh, Will Muschamp's son is the uh, starting quarterback there for the Big Here's, Red. The thing with NBA is that they're going to find out because they've got Baylor left to play, they've got Answorth left to play, and they, you know they're going to get some more tests before this thing's over. So they've they will have earned every first place vote they get if they keep winning these games. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk uh, standings in each region. After this on the Mid-State 48, powered by Miracle Auto Group. Hi, everyone. Jim Galvin, Miracle Ford. Your Ford dealer in Gallatin, Tennessee, since 1980. Great news. Beginning now. When you need service, we can come to you. Our mobile service van comes to you wherever you are. Whether you need oil changes, lube, routine maintenance, warranty, filters, wiper blades, batteries, bulbs, recalls, and more. Visit our website. Or call us now. Are you ready for a miracle? The great thing about October is that we can really start to look at these playoff standings from a region versus region standpoint. I want to do that this week. Starting at 6A, you know, regions 3 and 4. We all talked about Levitt and possibly winning that region. They're not going to win this one because of the loss to Coffee County. But now how these things are starting to shake up, over in Region 4, there's chaos between the 3 and 6 seeds. And Rockville, Riverdale, Stewart's Creek, Seagull. Stewart's Creek is the one who can throw a monkey wrench into all of this in the next couple of weeks, guys. Yeah, and they're playing much, much better than they were at the beginning of the year. They've discovered their uh, running game with Odie. Um, they're, I, I think that uh, they're, they're a threat to, to uh, Riverdale right now to, to move up into that spot. The real big thing we have to watch here, uh, and I believe it did play a little bit of a factor in that Stewart's Creek win last Friday, Rockville starting quarterback, I uh, believe you had a – um, I believe he fractured his leg uh, yeah. against Nolansville uh, out for the season. Uh, that is a huge loss for the Rocket football team. Uh, that that could have them, honestly, unfortunately for them, they could tumble out of the playoffs here. Uh-huh. I believe they still have to play. Uh, still have to pl- they have to play Riverdale and they Blackman. Got, I believe Blackman, Blackman and Oakland. Oakland. Blackman, Blackman and Oakland, Oakland left. Yeah. yeah, Blackman and Oakland. Left. So it's going to be tough sledding for them. In the last yeah. month of the season, yeah, I was there. It was a it was a ugly, ugly injury, um, and uh, it was unfortunate. They've got a young sophomore in at quarterback now. Uh, he's got some talent, but uh, again, he's just young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to make young mistakes. Uh, between regions five and six, Beach is in control in region five. Uh, the race really is for is for two and three in that region to get that other home playoff game. Uh, Clarksville knocking off Hendersonville throws a monkey wrench into those plants because now Clarksville kind of has a path to that number two seed. They do. Uh, if they can pull off a, a win against the green wave, uh, a team that, you know, they are four and three, they're two and one in the region. They have the pieces, you know, we've said all, all year, they've had the pieces most of, when they make the mistakes, they lose when they don't, they win. It's that simple for the green wave. 
uh, in Region 5. They still have a big game against Clarksville and a big game against Beach coming up. Well, the thing about Clarksville is is that they found, they got their quarterback back after losing him all of last year. And it's taken a while for their offense to really get going. I think they're, you know, we, we started to see some of that click last week uh, against uh, Hendersonville. And uh, that, that game, that last game of the season, uh, it looks like a really, really interesting matchup. Over in Region 6, it's kind of the top four and then everybody else. McGavick is one and two in region play, but they've been considerably better than the three teams below them. It really comes down to, like we talked about, Cane Ridge and Overton play this week, and then Overton and Smyrna play at the end of the season. So, And McGavick yeah, and have yet to play, too. I believe that matchup that you're going to get to watch on Thursday, Chris. I believe that if Cane Ridge wins that one, that pretty much locks up the region title for, would, for the Ravens. They would clinch it. Yes, they would. Yeah. Uh, big game with Smyrna and Overton coming up. Uh, towards the end of the year that could determine a home playoff game or going on the road. Yep. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Smyrna's got McGavick and Overton, right? Yep. Still left on the schedule. So yep. uh, Smyrna could tumble down into that third that third spot um and, and lose a home playoff game if they you know if, if they're if they don't manage to hang on over these teams. And let me tell you, I think that Overton Smyrna game is going to be a barn burner. Yeah, it's gonna be a very important one for for seeding for, for sure. And McGavick still factors into this. If they can knock off one of Overton or Smyrna, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, region seven, Ravenwood in first place. You got a three team tie in second at two and one with between Centennial, Brentwood, Independence. And it's really going to be those four that get in the playoffs because Summit and Franklin have yet to earn a region win so far. Yeah, I know. <laughs> When you look at that region, Ravenwood, uh, number one right now, Centennial having a great year. Brentwood really flying under the radar with that great defense. You mentioned it on the scoreboard show on Saturday. I, You know, people watch the show and they see a, a team that's 0-7 down there and they think that they're not in good. That is the best 0-7 football team in the state of Tennessee. And it's I guarantee that. They've been in every game that they've played this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, that Ravenwood Centennial game is going to be a good one. Yep, it certainly will. Yeah. I, mean, I I think Brentwood's got a little bit easier uh, road to hoe uh, into that. Uh, not saying it's a guarantee, but I think that Brentwood's got the inside track based on schedule uh, going in uh, into that other home playoff game. But you're right, Franklin's dangerous, and you ignore them at your peril. Um, and they, they're still on the schedule. So Brett wins Centennial week 11. Mm-hmm. That's going to be probably for number two. Yep. Provided, provided that Ravenwood does what it should. And, and I'll say this, I know, right. I know they've not performed the way we thought that they would, but if I wind up the one seed in that region eight, I don't want to see independence. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's flip over to five a and look at region five where uh, Mount Juliet's in first place with a 4-0 mark in region play, and you know they're in position to possibly win that region with a little bit of help if Green Hill should fall. Yep, uh, a Green Hill loss um, would, would pretty much end it and give it to Mount Juliet. Uh, if not, we're looking at that Mount Juliet-Green Hill game, a huge rivalry game, schools probably five miles apart, if that, uh, for a region title. That's that's one one of us have has to be there, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a week 11 showdown that um, may very well be on our radar for a spotlight game, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, White County still second at the moment, but without Malachi Dow, they may be poised to tumble. 
Yeah, huge game though at uh, this week, Wilson and Station Camp. Yeah. Uh, for that for that four spark, and I'm sorry if I jumped ahead there on you, Chris. Uh, but just that jumped out at me as uh, you know the key game uh, for this region right now. Yeah, and if Hillsborough can get even a little bit healthier, they may still have something to say about this. But they've got to get some people back. Yeah, Hillsborough's yeah. got White County this week, I believe. So that's yeah. uh, that's a huge one if uh, the Warriors want to make the playoffs, and that's a a definite must-have for uh, the Burroughs. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that Hillsborough defense at all. Uh, they've just had so many losses on the offensive side of the ball that uh, it, it really has has really kind of stunted them. If they can get some of those pieces back on the offensive side, they could make a run. Yep. Over in Region 6, it's all about Page and Nolensville, and that's where I'll be this week on Friday for our spotlight game between the Patriots and the Knights, both 7-0, and both 3-0 region play. Winner wins the region. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and, that, and you know, I know we're going to talk about it later, but that is literally a flip a quarter and pick one. We, we, Chris, I, I'm going to give you credit here. Uh, you saw this game. I, you, you almost, you didn't have quite have the guts to pen to put it in pen, but you penciled this game in uh, when we were talking about possible, uh, possible game uh, spotlight games before the season ever started. Yeah, this one um, jumped out at me. Uh, sorry, Scott. Um, for really just the way these two teams finished 2021, uh, Nolansville played a lot better down the stretch, and their defense was going to improve, and that's been the biggest change for them. So that's kind of where, where they are right now, and, and the offenses for both sides have been have been great. Yeah, I, I mean, it's amazing to me how Paige uh, recovered, uh, you know, after losing uh, McNamara. And and not saying that you replace a player like that, but to be in the same position that they are, uh, says uh, loads about Coach Rathbone and his and his coaching staff. And about Colin Hurt as well. Yep. That quarterback senior stepping up. Uh, a, a kid that played linebacker for him last year, uh, plays linebacker this year as well as playing quarterback. Uh, they get, one of the guys that goes under the radar for that Patriot team though is, is Max Collins, and I believe honestly believe that he is uh, the difference maker for that uh, Patriot offense. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that one this week or a little bit later on in this show. Uh, flip over to Region 7 and 8, and you've got Henry County and Portland tied for first place with three no marks. Springfield's still sitting there in third, and if Portland can throw a monkey wrench into this, don't count them out. You can't count them out, but uh, I, just my opinion – I believe Friday night kind of ticked off Devin Crenshaw, and he was already putting up good numbers. I would not want to play the Yellow Jackets. And I'd say I guarantee you it's not sitting well with, with uh, uh, Dustin Wilson yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his defense. Um, I but th- I think they would take the alternative as, as to what happened last year when they beat Henry County in the regular season and lost in the playoffs. They'll take a flip script in a heart. Yeah. I, I was about to say, I, I think that uh, they'll see him again, and it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can flip the script there. Moving on to 4A with uh, Region 4 and that wild race for first. We've talked about Macon County and DeKalb County. We, we've mentioned this region, and it is those four teams. They're, they're going to make it. It's just a matter of what order they're going to finish in. Um, and you know, if Macon doesn't beat Stone, they're going to wind up on the road in the first round just because they'll have two region losses. It'll be a whole lot clearer on Saturday morning when we're looking at this. Yes. Uh, 
huge test for DeGab against Upperman. Uh, Stone's in the driver's seat. If Stone if Stone wins Friday night uh, against Macon, I, I believe they wind up uh, winning the region. Yeah. And they, yeah. Could, they could clinch it with a DeKalb County loss, too, if they beat Macon. Yeah, that because then, yeah, because DeKalb's the only uh, region school left after Macon right on their schedule. So, yeah. And right. don't sleep on that government team. That government team, it, <laughs> they, they got a couple losses, but, uh, they're they're a good football team with uh, one of the best duo running backs in, in the state. Yep. Anybody who's sleeping on that Upperman team gave eight votes to Mount Juliet Christian. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe we've, we may have cracked the code, guys. <laughs> Solving mystery of where those votes came from. Over in Region Five, with Procon, Marshall County, and Greenbrier all unbeaten, and they all have to play each other in October. So that's the number one story out of that region. Number two. Is between Creekwood and Lawrence County for fourth. Yeah, and that Creekwood team kind of came out of nowhere this year. Uh, a team that, uh, sort of similar to Brentwood, has a really good, sneaky, good defense, uh, playing a lot of low-scoring games. Uh, I think the Red Hawks have a chance to, to get in the playoffs here. Yep. And uh, this Pearl Cone team, you know, uh, you know they, they you know start off the season with two losses and that, and that had to just stick in their craw. I mean, you look at their uh, defensive numbers in region, they've only allowed 14 points. Um, this game coming up with Marshall County is going to be very, very uh, interesting to see how how Pearl comes out uh, with this with this team. Do they come out, uh, you know, are they, st- are they still – do they still have that edge? Do they still have that anger in them that they had uh, once they got through the first two games, which were against very good teams? Yeah, don't be surprised if that one turns into a shootout, guys. I know with Marshall County not being in the area, that won't be a top-10 game, but it could be uh, if they were in our area. Uh, the the Teak kid, their quarterback from Marshall County, can sling it all over the field. Uh, it's going to be a big test for Percon's defense. Uh, I do look for the Firebirds to be able, be able to put points on the board in a hurry, uh, but that that should be a really good ball game to watch on Friday night. Yep. And it, Go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just going to say, and and down the road you've got it, it's if the Pearl wins this game, then down the road you've got a uh, interesting matchup, probably between uh, Greenbrier and. Uh, uh, Marshall County on the last game of the season, uh, last week of the season. Yep. Quick look at 3A here. Uh, Cannon County, the only team of any consequence in our area in this group, uh, fighting for, fighting to stay at the number three spot and keep out of fourth. Uh, right now, it's not been a great run for them, but uh, you know, they've still got a couple of games to try to make up a little bit of ground. They're in the playoffs. I mean, ultimately, uh, that's everybody's goal of the year to get to the ultimate prize. You have to make the playoffs. Uh, they're in the playoffs with that win over Grundy County. Um, I believe that Cannon – I don't believe they fall any lower than they are right now. Yeah. I don't know if they can can make up ground and beat – I know. I believe they've already lost to Squatchy, uh, and I believe they've played Giles the last game of the year, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. The win over Grundy gets them in. It'll lock their place in because Grundy yeah. can only tie them. Yeah. And then they wouldn't be able to win any tiebreakers against Cannon County, so – they're in good shape for the postseason. Now, over regions five and six, a little different story. Um, East Nashville and Smith County on a collision course for that week 11 game in Carthage. Uh, Maplewood sitting there third. Yeah, Maplewood, uh, 
they're one of those teams that uh, they were really turning that program around pretty quickly, a whole lot quicker than what a lot of people thought. Uh, you know, Jackson County uh, and Stratford still to play at some point here in the season. Uh, that's going to be determined that fourth spot. But that Smith, you know, at the start of the year, I thought Smith County could keep that game close and maybe win it against East Nashville. But uh, the way the the Eagles have been playing, man, it, it's it's tough to even consider that. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, Coach Eric Davis has done a tremendous job with Maplewood Panthers, uh, getting them to to where they are. They don't, uh, <laughs> but, but he's got he's got some wood to chop the last three weeks. He's got East Nashville, Clarksville, and Cane Ridge. Um, you know, so uh, these guys are going to go into the playoffs if nothing else uh, honed. <laughs> And sharpened or dull and, yeah, and yeah. beat up, um, but uh, he's done a tremendous job. But uh, you know, I don't know that East Nashville. You know, they just keep doing what they do, and uh, you know, it's a team that yeah, I don't want to say that they're not talked about enough. I think they, I don't think that anybody under undersells them. You just don't. Uh, I think that they just go out and do their business and, and that's what they've been doing and, and people are used to it. Yep. What I've seen from this East Nashville team, uh, you know, there's teams that make a run and make it to the state championship game and they lose to a team like Alcoa and they're content with taking home a silver ball. Uh, but what I've seen from this Nash from this East Nashville team, I don't think those guys were happy with that silver ball. They want more and, and they are definitely, uh, going to do everything they can do to get another shot at uh, the Tornadoes. They won't be content with another silver ball, I can tell you that much. And I'll say this, it's not a given that Alcoa wins it. Not at all. The way the Tornadoes have slipped a little bit this year, even though they're still number one, that game's a lot closer than people think. Yeah, they've, they've definitely showed some weakness. I, I think the East Nashville team, uh, I think that game's a lot, a lot closer. And I don't know that East Nashville's not the better team. We'll see. Hopefully, we may get a chance to see that in December in Chattanooga. Uh, over in Region 6, it's about Fairview and Waverly for that number one spot. They'll play in Week 11. Uh, White House and Sycamore holding down third and fourth right now. And Cheatham County still in that conversation as well for a playoff spot. Yes, uh, Sycamore and Cheatham play this week uh, in a game that uh, could determine that fourth spot. Uh, the matchup that I'm looking forward to, though, is that Fairview-Waverly game. Uh, it's going to determine this region. Um, Fairview is another one of those teams kind of flying under the radar. They're too, they have two losses, but look who their losses are to. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that Fairview team's not nothing to, to play with. I, I think uh, that they, they're probably a slight favorite over Waverly for the region for me. Uh, but both of those teams uh, are going to be there. Whoever draws that, let's see, that would be the one seed. Whoever wins that region uh, is going to have a tough draw with Smith County. Yeah. Uh, but that that's going to be the closer game out of the two between who winds up playing East Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fun matchup. Uh, Chris Hughes uh, and his Fairview Yellow Jackets against Smith County. Matt Dyer, his Owls. Uh, it, it would be a really interesting contrast in styles. I you know I, I'm a Chris Hughes fan. Always, uh, always have been. He's, uh, to me, he's a very innovative mind. Uh, and it's a, it's fun to watch his teams play. Um, 
but uh, at, you know it's going to be tough. That Waverly team's got got a lot riding with them, given what they went through last year. This team uh, has a real chance to to make a mark, and they've already picked that community up. The community's already rallied around them. But how big would it be for them to win this region after going all through that last year? Yeah, if East Nashville wins Region Five. Whoever wins Region Six would have to ho- would get to host them in the quarterfinals. That's big. That's big. All right, over in two A, Region Four is what we talked about a lot. You know, just to look at the numbers, East Robertson and Westmoreland. That's next Friday, our spotlight game, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Harpeth and Watertown, third and fourth. Uh, see Wise Creek and Shawnee County outside looking in. Yeah, it's. Uh... Big game this week between Harpeth and Watertown is going to determine three and four more than likely. Uh, have to give the edge to the Tigers in that one. Uh, but uh, huge game on the 14th, as we announced earlier, spotlight game of the week, East Robertson versus Westmoreland uh, at the Rock Pile. Uh, that's going to be a good one, but I know they're not in our area, but, guys, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat Tyner. Yeah. Well, let's let's look at Harpeth for a minute. I mean, how about those Indians? Um, you know, they play themselves into a good spot here. And regardless of whether they get beat by Watertown, they've beaten White's Creek and Trousdale uh, already. Is that uh, yeah, they're pretty in. much? They're, they're in. in. They're so, in. you know, how long has it been, I mean, since Harpeth has been in? Uh, it's, I mean, you know, the normal players are, you know, Watertown, Trousdale, Westmoreland, East Robertson. You know, Harpeth not only is in, but they're in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're going to probably be they're going to be third more more than likely, even if Watertown beats them. I think that you know the tiebreaker may come into play here. See, even if Charleston County does win its last two games, tiebreaker may hurt them. The only way Charleston gets in is if Har- if Harpeth would have to beat Watertown, and then Charleston beat White's Creek and Watertown, and then Charlesdale would come in as the fourth spot. Yeah, Watertown wins and Watertown's in the three spot unless they were to lose. To Charles the county. Yeah, it's a lot of math involved, but uh, it'll sort itself yeah, out. I'll say, I got a headache. Four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> quick look at one A, real uh, real quick. Gordonsville sitting there in second place. They've only played one region game, as there's only four teams, and they're all going to the postseason. Uh, Rippling Springs is going to be fourth. Yeah, yeah. That uh, <laughs> that week eleven game between Gordonsville and Clay County should be a good one. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that Gordonsville team is, is getting better every week. Uh, I, I think that Clay County is a, is a stout team. That's going to be a game right there for the region championship. Even, gonna even be- bigger in the fact that the winner of that region would get to host every playoff game before the championship. Oh, that would And be not only that, they would also have the courtesy of having the two seed go bang up on South Pitt before they came to the one seed. Yeah. So there could be a door open right there by with a little bit of help. Yep. Uh, let's see. Eagleville's region over in 1A. They're currently third right now. Fayetteville in control of that one. Moore County and Cornersville currently occupying the other two playoff spots. Yeah, those one seeds on both of those regions are, yeah. You don't want to play them. Division two single A in the East Friendship Christian and Middle Tennessee Christian. They'll tangle in week eleven on Thursday nights 
for that region title. That's going to be a doozy between those two. In the middle region, it's DCA and Nashville Christian in first and second right now. They also have a Week 11 game against each other. And Great both play. of those, you talk about teams getting better, guys. Yeah. Both of those teams, by the time Week 11 gets here, that's going to be a, another dandy of a game. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's like Coach Wade, you know, he, you know how he splits those seasons up into thirds, right? Well, you know, he got through the, you know, they survived the first three games. The next three games, they got better. Now it's about, uh, you know, taking this thing and getting in, you know, not only getting in the playoffs, but doing something with it. And he's he's brought those young kids along. Um, it's going to be really a really tough battle between Nashville Christian and DCA. But I think the winner of that uh, is, is going to be a really tough out for whoever comes out of the East. Yep. Uh, double A, it's pretty cut and dry with only one region to look at. Lipscomb Academy in first, FRA in second by virtue of their win at CPA. The Lions are third, good pasture, fourth, and Davidson Academy occupies that final playoff spot in fifth, BGA. Looking like it's going to be a lost season for the – I believe that one's pretty much uh, as far as uh, which teams are in. I believe that one's pretty much settled, right? BJ's already lost to Davidson, Good Pasture, and have to double Lipscomb, right? They do have to play two more region games, so they're still – we'll have to double-check that. BGA, st- BGA still has FRA and Lipscomb on the schedule. Okay, yeah, so Good Pasture and Davidson Academy. They're not mathematically in yet, but they're – all but in. Yeah. And Triple A, it's NBA and Baylor and tied for first in the East with Pope Prep, McCauley, and Knoxville Catholic, three, four, and five in that region. Father Ryan is sixth, and every team makes the playoffs here, so there's no cut line to worry about. Ensworth and Brentwood Academy, both three now in the West. Yeah, I'm still, you know, that Ensworth is a team flying under the radar, but that Brentwood Academy team is a team I don't want to play. Uh, team that played NBA to, to 14 points and uh, Deuce Scott and George McIntyre, you know, that that offense for the, the for the Eagles is just going to get better. Uh, they're a team I don't want to see in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. All right. That is a look at the standings as they currently are going into week number eight. All right, guys. You know what time it is. Time to pick some winners. Who you got? Okay, after seven weeks, it's about as close as we can get it at the top. Four of us can have a blanket thrown all over us and <laughs> we wouldn't get any separation. Wow. Scott, I'm right there. I'm coming for you. Uh, uh, that's fine. The, the cat beat me this week. It's, that's going to cost, cost me some kibble. The cat beat some of y'all this week. It wasn't just you. <laughs> Reggie's had a good little run lately. He's he's had a nice little season so far. He's getting better at this. Huh? Yeah, he's not still within ten games of first place. I'm sure he'll take that. Uh, yeah. I'll look at last week's picks real quick. Um, we split on the Riverdale and Siegel. Uh, most of us had Cambridge over Smyrna, except for Cam. Um, we mostly had FRA over CPA, except for Scott and the fans. They missed on that one. And then the second page, McGavick and Overton, we split on that one. So not a lot of losses to talk about, which is a good good thing at this point in the year. 
Right, just look at our full oh. season standings right there, and uh, could have been worse. Could have been worse. Hey, I gained. Y'all, I gained y'all the were ground. about y'all were worried about the numbers this week, and uh, I thought really, it was going to be like five hundred. <laughs> yeah, I did too. They're not nearly as bad as you thought. So, you know, getting getting toward that three hundred win mark is always fun. Look at Tom right. coming in there with eight. Told you so's. Yep, yep, yep. He's 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 hit him this year. Unfortunately, he's still sitting in fourth right now. <laughs> uh, Scott called Knoxville Catholics win over Father Ryan last week. Tom had Wilson Central over White County, and Cam, you called Eagles win last week. So, good job on those. Told you so. I don't care about them. <laughs> I'm in first place. I don't care about them. <laughs> Let's get to the picks. Levin and the Mount Juliet kick us off on Thursday night. That Wilson County rivalry. Tom's got Mount Juliet, and the rest of us have the Blue Devils. Let's go a little bit quick in this round. Uh, Scott, I want you to take this one. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, you know, after stumbling out of the gate, uh, Mount Juliet's averaged about 38.4 points a game. They found their running game. Um, they're creating turnovers, uh, but I think Lebanon needs this game worse than the Golden Bears, and they need to win convincingly if they're going to believe they can play with the teams they're going to face in the playoffs. Um, their two losses were very close. Mistakes just killed them. I think Coach Gentry gets them turned around this week. All right. Oakland at CPA on Thursday night. And Reggie's going to grab the Lions, spoken like a true cat. And everybody else is on Oakland. Cam, take this one. Yeah, just way too much Patriots uh, in this one. Uh, that offense is rolling. They got weapons all over the field. Uh, you know, last year it was two guys, and they were superstars, Division One guys. This year, they got dudes everywhere, and they're sophomores, they're juniors, they're seniors. When is the dynasty going to end for the Patriots? Who knows? Because there's they're still unbeatable. It seems like. Yep. All right, Overton at Cane Ridge also Thursday night. Uh, we've all taken Cane Ridge. Now, I will say this was the hardest game of the week for me to pick because I did heavily think Overton could win this game, but it all depends really for me. If Juice Majors comes back, then he tips the scales for me in their favor, but I'm just not sure at this point. So I went with the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I learned my lesson last week. <laughs> Franklin at Brentwood. We talked about this one. Franklin, yes, they're 0-7, but no, they've been close in every game. Reggie seems to think this may be the week they spring an upset and get win number one. Well, I mean, they they very well could. I mean, the Franklin is improving every week, much better than their 0-7 record shows. Uh, you know, and not many teams have played as hard a schedule as they have, and they've nearly pulled the upset. They, you know, Reggie may be right here. They got a good t- uh, quarterback in Brewer Wilson. Um, you know, they just got to find a way to run the ball. I think they, uh, uh, Reggie, I think he thinks that uh, they're going to be able to to stay with the Bruins. Yeah, perfect recipe. Both teams have really good defenses. Could be a really low-scoring game, uh, but I went Bruins. All right. Greenbrier, Creekwood. This one, Tom's going with Creekwood, but the rest of us are on the Bobcats. Cam, why don't you get this one? Another defensive battle, guys. Uh, I just like what Tavarius Flood brings to that Greenbrier offense. I believe he will be the most dynamic player on the field for both teams. Uh, I just think they they score more than Creekwood in in a low-scoring game. To the next page, it's NBA and Ensworth. We've talked about those two teams both unbeaten in their particular regions. This is a non-region game, but still a big one for both. But we all like NBA this week. Scott? Yeah, I mean, you show me a flaw on this big red team, and I'll show you a coach that will address it. I don't think they have one. Uh, Marcel Reed, you know, gets the spotlight. But I think 
the addition of Jonathan Moore has made all the difference. Um, and their defense is just amazing. I think that Innsworth can stay with them. Uh, they do a good job of throwing the ball. And, uh, and you know, they have, you know, they're effective with Martez Cooksey. Uh, if they protect more, they got a chance to punch NBA in the mouth. But uh, I think the depth of the Big Reds is going to be a factor in this game. All right. Ravenwood at Centennial. Uh, will Chris Parson be available for the Raptors this week? We don't know yet. If he isn't, that may give an opening to the Cougars. We are still taking Ravenwood, however, in this one. Uh, Cam? Yeah, the uh, surgeons at Carter Pace uh, is enough for me. If Parson can't go, I think that uh, Pace has a big night for the Raptors. Uh, could be closer than what a lot of people think, but I, I still like Ravenwood by at least a couple scores. Chris, you, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Scott. I was just going to say, uh, you know how you had the Overton game, said it was the toughest game you had to pick? Yeah. This was mine. There you go. Let's not forget about Cartua Chapman for Ravenwood. Kind of Carter Pace's running mate in the backfield there. He should get some more carries, too, if Parson can't go. Uh, Springfield at Beach. This one was also tough because this could be a very good – this could be even the best game of the week, in my opinion. I'm going with the Buccaneers, and so is Cam. And Scott, Tom, and Reggie all have Springfield. Uh, Scott, why don't you give me that one? Well, yeah, I think Springfield getting uh, – having that loss, Cam said it earlier uh, – you know, this is not the week you want to be playing Springfield. Uh, I, I, you know, I think both teams have great defenses. Uh, to me, uh, Devin Crenshaw is the difference because, you know, the Springfield offense is, is multifaceted, whereas Beach really wants to run the ball. Uh, I just think that uh, right now uh, the key is for Beach going to be to contain him. Crenshaw enforcing bad throws, I don't think that's easily done. Uh, I'm just why I'm going with Springfield. I feel like this beach team may be a little bit underrated and maybe a little bit disrespected at times too. And this may be the week for them to show it. Um, yeah. That's not physical, going physical matchup here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, you're going to have a good one up there Friday night. <laughs> yep. Station camp at Wilson central. One of those key games that uh, might determine three and four in that region. And we are all taking the bison over the wildcats. Uh, Cam, why don't you get me with this one? Uh, Luke Dickens and that defense for station camp, uh, Wilson Central got a big win last week over White County, uh, but uh, I really just think that that uh, senior leadership and, and the running game for the Bison is going to be too much for the Wildcats. All right. On to the spotlight game. It's Paige and Nolansville, both 7-0. and Number one, it's number four in Class 5A. And Scott's going with Paige, and the rest of us are taking the Knights, except for one. Reggie, we got let him go. Reggie, where are you going? You like that one? Does you like that one? Come on, Reg. I think he's made a selection, and he has, and he has chosen the Page Patriots to defeat the Nolansville Knights. Thank you, Reggie. You have company as Reggie is taking Paige over Nolansville. Yeah, I, I, I think that this was a, another really tough game to, to pick. Um, you know, you go, you know, you, you go all the way down to looking at, you know, the teams that they played and things like that. Bottom line is I think Paige is a more experienced team. I think that, uh, you know, they've got, uh, uh, 
uh, and that's and really that's it for me. You know, they the 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 senior leadership on this team I think is is the main thing that uh, put me over the top for Paige. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this this was the toughest game for me this week. Uh, I leaned Nolansville for two reasons. Uh, the one number one reason is the reason why most people pick teams in a close game. They're at home, uh, and and the second reason. Uh, you know, I mentioned Max Collins earlier, but uh, that Nolansville secondary is a really good secondary for high school football. Uh, I look for them to possibly get a couple turnovers from Colin Hurd uh, and the Knights to sneak away with a win. I remember covering that playoff game at Page last year and seeing the looks on the faces of some of those players when they lost to Page. And that was a look that said, we're not losing to them again. And that's the thing that stuck with me in the off season and in the preseason when we were picking games and people picking teams to, you know, win the region. And I lean Nolansville because of that. And they've lived up to my expectations. And then some offensively, they're as talented as anybody in five, a defensively, they've made the biggest improvement of anybody that's even considered a contender. Page is a very good football team. And they're number one for a reason. And this is going to be a very good ball game. And I'm excited to see it. But for me, I'm going with the home team. Just like Ham said, I'm taking the Knights. All right, let's review it real quick. It's uh, Tom picking Mount Juliet over Lebanon. The rest of us are on the Blue Devils. Reggie has CPA over Oakland. We're all on the Patriots. That actually is Kane Ridge. I did not pick Overton, so just FYI. That's a miss on my part. We're all got Kane Ridge over Overton. Reggie's got Franklin over Brentwood. The rest of us have the Bruins. And Tom's got Creekwood over Greenbrier. And the rest of us are on the Bobcats on the page two. We've all got NBA over Ensworth, Ravenwood over Centennial, Station Camp over Wilson Central. Uh, Cam and I have Beach over Springfield, and the rest have the Yellow Jackets. And Reggie and Scott are taking Page, and the rest of us have Nolansville. And that is as much damage as we can do in who you got. Guys, before we get out of here, let's get a final word for both of you. Uh, Scott, why don't you take it? Okay. Well, everybody falls arrived. So let's all thank the good Lord for flannel. Long sleeves, hot chocolate, denim, downy comforter sleeps, and pumpkin spice dreams. Uh, the misty breath of the signal caller floating up into the lights, coaching steps and pullovers, except for those crazy defensive coordinators who always seem to be in short sleeves. Uh, falls here, it means football is getting good. So go out, put on your coveralls, put on your local team sweater, get your beanie. And go out and enjoy it because, by gosh, it is fall football weather. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, not only is the fall here weather-wise, but, uh, you know, once it gets October, late October, it also means region championship time. Uh, and there's several matchups here over the next three or four weeks that will determine region champions. And that goes a long way. Uh, in playoff seating and if you play at home or go on the road in the playoffs and it's a whole lot easier to win at home in the playoffs than it is on the road uh, go out and root for teams uh, in your area and go out and watch good high school football games that uh, actually are starting to mean something now scott i didn't know you would go wax poetic on us but uh, i'll forgive you for that um no, honestly, you know, all kidding aside, it's a great time for football, and these games do matter. It's fun to always see how these playoff races shape up in September and October and how they end up before November comes along. And when you get to week 11, you know, it's really cold. It's a lot of fun, and 
it, it's always a great time to be a high school football fan around this area because these games are getting really good. A lot of great matchups in the last month. And I'm happy to be a part of a team helping bring that to you. Um, make sure and get out to a game. If you see one of us, say hi. You know, we're not robots. Well, at least I try not to be. But uh, obviously, we want to have a good time bringing this to you. And we enjoy it. And we thank all of you for tuning in to the Mid-State 48 powered by Miracle Auto Group. Um, before we go, best wishes to Tom Duggan and his family. Uh, some health issues with his family. And obviously, all the thoughts and prayers go to him and his family before we head out. For Tom, for Cam Reed, for Scott Burton, I'm Chris Brooks. We will see you at a game on Thursday and Friday night. Make sure you can come up and say hi to us. We'll also see you Saturday morning at the scoreboard show and right back here this time next week. It is the Mid-State 48 powered by Miracle Auto Group. We'll see you then. Take care. The Mid-State 48 powered by 615 Preps is a production of B-Squared Media, LLC.